I'm Nick Forbes, uh, working with the Purpose Coalition, and I'm joined here in the central lobby of the House of Parliament uh, by Louise McKinley, who's the Deputy Leader of Essex County Council. Uh, Louise, what are we doing here in Parliament? So we're here today, Nick, to um, celebrate and share all of the work that we've done on the first year Leveling Up programme in Essex. We're one year in and we wanted to take a look back and see what's been achieved and, and what's planned for the coming year. And the event that we've just done downstairs, there were a lot of people from Essex there really proud about what's being achieved. How important have the, uh, has the work on social mobility been in terms of bringing communities together in Essex? It's been incredibly important and I think you know what, what you saw today was just the, the sheer variety of people that were there in terms of who they were representing. Um, from partners in the public sectors right the way through to businesses. And you know, we know that social mobility and spreading those opportunities to more people is, is beneficial across the piece, obviously for those people themselves, but also for the local economy and local communities to, to really strengthen them um, and for them to be part of all of the work that we're doing as well. Now, there's often a lot of cynicism around people who are involved in politics. I know, certainly I've experienced this in my time in politics, but be really interesting to know what, what motivated you to get involved? What, what brought you into politics in the first place? So I've always had a, a, what I would just call a healthy interest in politics in terms of current affairs and, and what's going on. And I, and I actually studied it as, as part of my theater mm -hmm. and I did it as part of my degree. So that was really where it started initially. But of course, studying it and doing it. I wasn't quite that obsessed. Not, not William Hague like. <laughs> not quite. Um, but I've always taken an interest in what's going on around me, mm -hmm. whether that's the local level or indeed you know, nationally or, or internationally, depending on the topic. And, um, and through you know, understanding it more and thinking about how the processes are, then I've actually just got really interested and thought, I, I can do something here. And you know, people will talk about politics and power together, but you've got to know what you want to do with that power if you get it. Because it is a position, whether, whether you are in you know, a local government or national government, if you are elected, you do come, um, you know, with, that does come with a position of power and, and you, you can enact change. So for me, it was about looking at in my local area, where I lived at the time, thinking about what improvements I wanted to see there and thinking about how I could you know, really make that happen. So at heart, really, is a sense that it's really important that we all have, take our share of responsibility to make democracy work effectively. Absolutely, and, you know, whether that's as, as simple as you know voting each time yeah. you're, you're given the opportunity, or if it's actually to, to be more involved. And you know, and I think I've, on a personal level, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, I've got parents who are incredibly supportive of me. Um, I've had a very good education. I've had opportunities that you know many others don't get. And and it's about how I can make the most of that as well. And that's you know, that's not just about to benefit me, but more broadly. And. There's, there can often be a sort of uh, criticism from politicians that, oh, all politics is the same and politics doesn't really matter. Um, why do you think it does? So politics is all around us. You know, mm -hmm. people just don't always realise that. And, you know, very often you'll have the most ambitious people fighting for something for the local football club or, you know, parents at the school gate trying to get something for, by the PTA. This is all a form of politics. Um, it's about seeing a situation and thinking, what can you do to, to, to make a difference, to, to make it you know, better, hopefully better. And, um, and I think, you know, when you then look at that in the more traditional sense of, you know, what's politics about, that you can quickly start to see how some of those 
people and that passion that they bring to, to issues and subjects that are important to them at the time, that that, that can actually you know, make a difference on the, the political stage in a more traditional sense as well. And it was a happy coincidence that the event here today coincided with International Women's Day. There was a fantastic picture uh, of all of the uh, women at the event today who are all really proud of what they're doing. Do you think we've still got further to go in terms of gen better gender representation in our politics? I mean, absolutely. I, I think you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to find a council chamber in the country that's, you know, equally balanced. Um, and certainly if you start to, to look at the, the more senior positions, then, um, you know, again, women are not represented in, in the same way. So I think there is much further to be done in this space. Um, we all need to do more. And I think it's about the culture, the way in which people you know, do politics. It's obviously social media's got a role to play as well. But, but I would always say to women, you know, if you want to, you can. And the obstacles that you may think are an issue, both you will find a way around that. You know, I've, I've, when I first got involved, I had a, a new career. I was, you know, in my early 20s. I did fresh out of university, mm -hmm. establishing a career there. I've had children since. All of the usual challenges that people will cite, there, there are ways around that. Um, I think it's just a case of get involved, throw yourself in and you will find a way. And, and this is, I think, particularly relevant point when we talk about social mobility, really big about matching talent with opportunity uh, because there are still savvy all sorts of barriers to uh, progress in the social mobility space um, not least under representation of women in many parts of our public lives um, so why do you think that tackling that social mobility crisis is is important rather than just symbolic so where there are examples of greater inclusivity where, where you have not, not just a, more of a gender balance but where you look at people from all groups of lives I think you get better solutions you know people you know what you see you know what you've experienced and that will be different things to different people so so if you can bring that variety of perspective and experience together that I think it helps all of us then start to understand things maybe from different people's points of view and you know, nobody has the monopoly on good ideas or the or best idea um, so I think being able to actually have, have that broad representation, have those discussions, understand it from other people's perspectives, that the outcome is likely to be better. And I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a natural human instinct to uh, surround yourself with people that are like you. And, and sometimes there can be unconscious bias in that. So, for example, you have people who've been to the same university or people who've been to the same school or whatever. Uh, and that can exclude a lot of people from opportunity where they're perfectly capable of doing things, but the systematic and structural barrier to change. So what, what have we been doing in Essex to overcome some of these challenges? So it has been about um, you know, th thinking about who it is that we're working for. What is it that we're doing here? Who are, who are the groups? We've got all, you know, our swathes of data and everything else that we can pull together. But we can't all assume that we know what the right thing is for, for that mm. particular area or those, you know, that group of people. And that's where I think, you know, having forums to speak to people, I call it the lived experience, to hear from people. And we heard it today with, with Angel where she told her own story. In the build-up to that, speaking to people like Angel and, and, and others, who are the very people, the very groups that we're looking to, you know, to put different initiatives in place for, you, you don't know if it's going to work for them. And, and I think, you know, to make sure that we are breaking down some of those barriers and, and that we are 
setting on, you know, hopefully on the, the right path to make a change. It is about making sure we're having those conversations. So, you know, it, it's very easy to surround yourself with an echo chamber, isn't it? And, you know, birds of a feather flock together, as they say. And, yes. you know, to, to an extent that will happen and you're going to share views with like-minded people. But, you know, I think it's really important that you actually challenge yourself a bit in that space. It's, you know, it's easy for you to say you agree with me. It's mm. a much tougher conversation if it's a disagreement or a different perspective. And, and you know, very often, if that, assuming it's obviously done in, a, in, a, in an appropriate way, it can mean that you can come up with you know, different viewpoints at the end of it. Uh, and there can often be a, a professional view about what the right solution is. And, and that can sometimes cause tension uh, with communities. If the communities themselves don't align with that professional view or, or don't necessarily fully agree with it. And some of the language that we, can, that we use in local government can be pretty exclusive. Um, so what are you doing to involve communities in the levelling up agenda? And presumably you see that as important, but Absolutely. how important? It's, it's fundamental. I mean, you've got, you've got the message and then you've got the messenger. And you, know, you touched on language there. Many a time I will rewrite a quote because I look at it, you know, in a press release, you think, really, would I say that? I know what you mean because we're working in the same environment, but that means nothing to, you know, the person on the street. So language is incredibly important. But I think as well, so too is the messenger. And that's where a lot of the work that we have done with Golden Community Connectors, and we've identified people to work with us who are, you know, trusted in their community. They might be well known, particularly some of the harder to reach groups. And they are the ones who are having these conversations. So, you know, the, the, the real drive there is to try and break down some of those barriers. And, and if you look at some of the work that Active Essex has, has done, mm -hmm. that's been incredibly successful. And the feedback we've had from, from local residents and communities has been very positive. So, this is about communities feeling that they're part of the conversation, that they're included. And it's also about ensuring that uh, this doesn't feel like a top-down approach. And it's really interesting to hear about those community connectors and the work that they're doing. So does that mean then that levelling up and tackling the social mobility crisis, it's not a job for the council, it's a job for everybody? It has to be for everybody. There is no one organisation that can just come in and, and do this. And of course, um, you know, an angel herself said this actually today, that you need to have communities and individuals putting 150% as she puts it into this as well. So you can't do this two people or you know, two communities. It's, it's absolutely got to be done with them. And I think um, the more that people can, can own the solution, A, it makes it more sustainable because you know, whatever funding is available, it won't, you know, it won't be there forever in, in, in most cases. Um, but it also, it starts to develop that sense of ownership and pride and, and you know, if, even if you look at, at examples like um, community gardens where we've given funding over for them to set up community gardens and there's spin-offs on that around how that's then encouraged neighbours to come together and then, you know, reached out and helped each other in various ways. But it makes it sustainable, they own it, and you know, it's, it's the, the additional spin-offs to what must have been an initial, initially quite a small project, that, that they can be part of the, they can only be part of the solution. And so if, if tackling the social mobility crisis is everybody's responsibility, you're a political leader, uh, what's your ask of others to make a difference rather than saying that's an important thing but it's somebody else's role to do it? I think it's recognising that we all have to play a role. Um, and in some cases, you know, certainly as a council, it, it is intervening, it is funding. 
but we shouldn't underestimate the power of convening either and introducing people. Mm -hmm. And even just starting this conversation where people can, you know, recognize that there is a lot that they want to see or that their organization's doing, but maybe how can they connect that up far better? And, you know, a really good example in Essex has been around the work that we're doing um, for apprenticeships <laughs> and also to support work experience. And when we speak to partners, you know, we're all doing this stuff. None of this is new, but how do you actually link that up better? And, and you know, we're working on, on putting a program in place that can mean that people can move around different organizations. So that it can help from a, a recruitment perspective, but it also helps us be more of an opportunity for people to, to test something out in the NHS, go to the local district council, come to the county council, see all the different aspects in you know, this particular case of, of public sector life. But I think, you know, it's all about us recognizing if we all left it to someone else, nothing would ever happen. And there can sometimes be a, a sort of mindset, but something must be done, and it's the council's responsibility to do it. Yes. Uh, whereas I think what's really interesting about the work that you've been doing in Essex is it really shows what an impact a local authority can do in a time of reducing resources, but by getting other people to work towards the common agenda. And that place-based leadership, we talk about it a lot in local government circles, but that, that place-based leadership actually requires quite a set of skills that local government doesn't traditionally think about developing and nurturing. You're absolutely right, and I think there's, there's always a tendency to, to have a new initiative, isn't there? Mm. And we're going to do levelling up, like, what on, what's the new thing that we're going to do? And, and certainly our, our starting point was, well, what are we already doing here? And is it working? Is it having the desired outcomes? Because in some cases, you know, it's been done with the best intentions. But we've got to be honest and say, it's not working, so, so stop doing it. And, and then, of course, that does free up some funding for, for elsewhere. Um, and it is about local prioritisation mm -hmm. as well. And, and, and that's something that's you know, really at the heart of, of what we're, we're doing in terms of where we're putting our resources. But, but you're right, it, it's, a different, it's a different conversation to what mm. we normally have or naturally have. And I think, you know, certainly for big organisations, there's sometimes a tendency to, to be the one that's doing the doing, rather than actually thinking, well, am I best placed to do this? Or is the, my contribution actually sparking this conversation with a partner who can then go on and make, and make a difference? One of the former vice chancellors in Newcastle, yeah, the university, had a really interesting question. He, said, he, he used to say, don't tell me what you're good at, tell me what you're good for. And, and I, I think there's a really, there's a similar uh, uh, theme with the work you all do here because they, the purpose goals really unite people around a common purpose. Mm -hmm. And everybody can worth how, what they could contribute to those without it feeling like a either or, or it's our agenda or your agenda. It's a collective agenda. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we were talking actually as Essex partners only last week um, around this piece in terms of employment and the different organisations can offer different opportunities. And that's not to say anyone is, you know, better or worse than, than the next one. But by coming together and understanding what that means, it, it's, you know, it's the sum of your parts, isn't it? It be, being greater. And, and I think a lot of that is also about understanding different organisations better, realising where an organisation might have a limitation in terms of what it can do, um, and thinking about you know, where the gaps are across that whole piece then. Is it something we need to plug or actually does it not matter? And how do we understand what everybody can bring to the table? that ultimately could then turn into something quite exciting. So what you're doing in Essex, I think, is re reinventing local government for a modern 21st century society. And it's really great and very inspiring to see both the positive agenda that you've adopted and also 
at the way in which people have responded to that with offers of what they can do as well. So um, Essex is the place to watch for the future then. So I think it's a really exciting time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously proud with how we've started out and the, the first year. Um, and some of those relationships that we've built, and you know, particularly for, for this coming year, we will be um, having a big drive with the private sector as well. And I think you know, what's really struck me is, is we're all, we're pushing an open door here and so much is happening already. And there's so much goodwill there, you know, whether that's public or private. And it is about how we can you know, really galvanize that. And you know, Essex as a county is obviously very vast in terms of size, but, but the communities are so different as well. And you know, one size doesn't fit all. There isn't a single solution to, to this stuff, and it will look very different in you know Jaywick to what it will in in Basildon. Um, so I think that you know, for, for me, this is a really exciting time to, to be in local government, also to to really drive this agenda forwards because I think it's something that you know transcends every community, every political party. It is about wanting to spread opportunity essentially is how I describe it. And 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 look at what we can all do, which is, you know, not just in this altruistic moral sense, which you know is very important, but in actual fact, you know, if you want to drive up economic growth, if you want to have people having, you know, more control over their own lives and say in their own, you know, destiny then this stuff really matters because if, if you can get the education in place, you can get the skills in place and the jobs there, the rest does follow because, you know, people will be in situations where they can, you know, they haven't got to put up with the housing that they've got now because they'll be in a place where they can actually make a different choice. And I think that's, you know, that's something that can only be to the benefit of everybody. No change happens without inspirational leaders and I know it, sometimes when we're in the thick of it in local government, it can feel like brickbats are coming at you left, right and centre. But events like today, where you're celebrating a year of progress, must make you personally feel really proud of what you've achieved. What I've really enjoyed was actually when we started the work on the, the, the look back, was, it was just the sheer amount of work that's gone into it with, with so many different partners. Um, I mean, yes, I am, I am very proud around winning what the organisation's achieved, but for me, I think the real pride comes in hearing stories like we heard today where you actually see that on the ground. We, we all sit there, you have policy discussions, you look at business cases and everything else, but when you actually see that, the difference that makes to someone's life, I mean, that, that for me is what it's, what it's all about. And I think, um, you know, the, the relationships that we've started to develop, some of them are still quite new, but, but that's where I'm really optimistic about the future and what that can mean for, you know, for the broader Essex and levelling of gender. But, but also how we can, you know, make this hyper-local as well. And I think that's where the key really sits. I think it's been fascinating to hear your perspective and uh, can I wish you all the very best for the future and I just look forward to seeing Essex go from strength to strength. Thank you Louise McKinney, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick.